helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am thrilled to introduce today's guest, Alicia Godfrey, who will be talking with us about Story Baskets. Welcome to the podcast, Alicia. Thank you so much, Dr. Carla. I'm so excited to be here and to be talking with you today. It's lovely to share time with you. Tell me a little bit more about who you are and about Story Baskets. Of course, I would love to. So right now I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have two boys. One is just over two and then actually have a newborn. He's just turned two months. So life is a little busy and crazy right now. But oh my. <laughs> yeah. We are enjoying every minute of it. But they definitely keep us on our toes. I um, actually went to the University of Georgia and graduated with my um, bachelor's degree in early childhood education. And then I went on to Bernal University to get my master's in early childhood education. So children have been my life for quite some time now. I um, then started Story Baskets as an Instagram account back in July of 2020. When my son was around two years old, it was just kind of an outlet for me because I had stopped working in the classroom to be able to just get those creative juices flowing again and take what I had learned in my own education and start implementing those ideas with them. Oh, that's phenomenal. So when you were saying you were in the classroom, were you working as a teacher? What were you doing? Yes, I was a special education teacher mm -hmm. for the first two years of my career. And then I went on to teach general education, both kindergarten and first grade. Ah, so much so much admiration on my part for special education teachers, my goodness, and for all teachers, actually. Quite, quite a vocation. So tell me a little bit more about Story Baskets. It started July 2020 Instagram account. Tell me about yes, Story Baskets. Absolutely. So sitting at home with my son on a daily basis, you know, at first, it's all new, but then you start to get kind of in a rut. You're doing the same things each day, playing with the same toys. And I just wanted to start, again, taking what I had learned from the classroom and implementing that with him, but also reminding myself that he's still two and doesn't need direct instruction by any means, but just giving him those opportunities to learn as needed. And so I actually, before I started Story Baskets on my own personal Instagram page, I would post activities I was doing with my son. And before long, I had friends and family that wanted more information or was like, oh, I really like what you're doing. How do you come up with these ideas? Or you should really share this with other, other moms, other people I think would get something from it. And I hadn't really thought about it until people came to me and said, you should share this with others. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe there's more to this than just me kind of playing around, you know, at home with my child. So I started the Instagram account story baskets and I, every day I just kind of would post what we would do. I would grab a book and think of an activity to go along with it. And it started out pretty simple. 
it would be one book and one activity. And then as things progressed and more, you know, more people started getting interested, I found this great community on Instagram of different play accounts, book-based accounts, and sensory-based accounts, just all kinds of amazing people coming together, especially through this pandemic over the past year of stay-at-home moms that were just joining in together and supporting each other and creating this beautiful community of of raising each other up during this difficult time and giving each other ideas and inspiration and making staying at home a little bit more tolerable and fun when you can't quite go out and do what you normally would have been doing on a daily basis before the pandemic had started. That sounds so wonderful, something that began in such an organic way and that engenders a sense of community, support, inspiration. So no matter where somebody is in life, a stay-at-home mom, somebody who's working part-time or full-time outside the home, it sounds like your your activities and the general feel for your account is very affirming, not just for motherhood as a whole, but for the mother child connection exactly yes i wanted to make that connection with my own son as well and find things that he was inspired by and that's really a big part of it too is is going through what he likes seeing what his interests are and playing off of that and building baskets and things that he would enjoy and letting him kind of take control of that and help me plan what we would do next you know so it's been real fun just to see his personality blossom through it all as well. And it's lovely that you say that because it reminds me when, you know, you have a teacher, right, who is able, this isn't the case for all teachers, right, they are definitely weighed down with far too many duties, but, you know, in the ideal situation, that's what a teacher is able to do, is to follow the child's interests, let the child be the guide, and continue to build that natural interest, and continue to support it through the, the, the scaffolding, and what a brilliant yet again organic approach to helping your own child and then other mothers and children exactly and and we want to help that stay-at-home mom that needs inspiration ideas but we also want to help the mom that is back at work and does not have the time to get on pinterest or look up articles or read a bunch of books about educating their child or the best play-based approaches and so it's just a quick snapshot of here's some ideas you know, take what you want from it, implement what you can if you'd like. And it's just a very quick overview of, you know, sensory play. There's learning as far as like letters or numbers or educational topics like that, but definitely not the main focus. Um, imaginative play, we do some Montessori based play and learning as well. And just trying to pick pieces from many different types of approaches and having a culminating kind of play-based approach in that direction. I absolutely love that. I want to jump just a minute to a question. How many dads do you have as so Instagram followers? <laughs> not the majority. I would say 5% of my followers are men, um, but I have met a few play-based accounts that are stay-at-home dads. Their wives are actually the ones continuing to work and they, they are the ones at home with their child at this time. And 
they have some really great ideas that I think sometimes we moms probably wouldn't have thought of. They definitely come with the approach of more of the gross motor skills and the getting that child more active. So they bring a fresh approach to, to these accounts that I see so far. I love that. 5%, although that might sound low to some listeners, I think it's a fabulous start. 5% yeah. is better than nothing. And Absolutely. when we really bring dads into the fold and encourage that and notice them, then they get both parents who are on the same wavelength, supporting the child in this natural, organic-based approach to helping a child learn and expand his or her horizons. Absolutely. I see it with my own son when my husband is playing with him in the playroom. It's a totally different effect than it when, he, when he's with me. And I think it would be the opposite effect if it was the woman all you know home all day or the man it's just whoever's not there once they're there and they give that attention when they're home from work it it just brightens their day and i love what we do as story baskets because we give you the opportunity to have a play area set up in a way that you can really connect with your child and and discuss different things and talk through different educational materials or imaginative play scenes. And it gives you a direction on how to play with your child at times because we can get lost with that, especially if you're not that stay at home parent that's in it every day. But like if my husband were to go into the playroom and we have right now, because it's January, we have an Arctic theme going on. He knows my son is currently learning about polar bears and seals, and he can go in there and make those connections with him as well and just kind of double duty, go off of what I have laid as a, a groundwork and help him with those things. So I have looked at your Instagram page, and I am wondering if you can take listeners who might not have seen your page, let's take listeners into your favorite. If you have an all-time favorite activity that you put out, what would that be? Absolutely. Might be hard to narrow that down. I, I know. I'm trying to think back from all the activities that we have done, and I would say actually close to the beginning of when we opened our account we did over the summer a insect unit and my son was so into that and i think just his enthusiasm for it really made me like the topic a little bit more um usually bugs and insects are not quite my thing but he just really enjoyed we had little um, toys of different insects, the little spiders and ladybugs and whatnot. And he was just fascinated by them. We paired those with books. We learned the proper names of each of the insects. We had a basket ready that had moss and just little plants in it. And he would pretend play with the bugs. He would play hide and seek with them and put them under the moss. He would have them running around on the edge of the basket and just to sit back and watch him do that independent play. He's learning at the same time. He's using his imagination. It was just so fun for me to see. And the community I had built at that time, I believe was one of their favorite baskets as well, because it was just, it was a little more out of the box. We had um, and one activity where I had tied string around one of the insects and it was placed in a box with grass and he would get to pull them out. So he was working on fine motor skills. So there were just a lot of different elements that were, really drew him in to that particular basket. 
And I love as I'm listening to you and imagining um, all of the pieces and how you've actually focused on the different developmental issues that are going on in the here and now for that child, the fine motor skills, the sense of natural exploration in safe and secure ways. I think that's so beautiful because we often don't pay attention to those details of a child's development. Right. I think just having that education background has has really helped as far as planning out our baskets and making them child-friendly, but with that educational component at the same time. We definitely want them to have a hands-on experience. They need to be in charge of their play and let their imaginations take them where they need to go. So that's really our main purpose with that. One of my favorites of your posts that I had noted was the camping spree one and um, how interesting for people who might be confined in their home, not able to go out and explore for whatever reason, pandemic or otherwise, how it's a reminder that books can transport us, that even if we are confined in a certain space, whether it's our home or hospital room or whatever it is, that books are that avenue for exploration. Absolutely. That is one of the favorite things that I have with books is that you can travel through them. You can explore different parts of your own country, different parts of the world, different cultures. They really are a fabulous learning tool. And I actually have a blog post up on my website about five picture book traditions you can start with your child. And one of them is collecting books as you travel. So maybe not during this time, but when, when things get better, it is my goal to continue to do this tradition with my child. I've done it in the past, but every time we have visited a place on vacation, or even if it's our local zoo or aquarium, I always buy a book from that area. And I write in the date, how old my child was, maybe a favorite memory from that trip. And we keep all those books stored in a separate container and it's almost like a little living way to keep our memories going um, besides the, the normal pictures you would be taking. So that's been a fun way to continue to travel during this pandemic is we can pull those books out and remember where we've been and where we want to go again and just relive those memories. What a beautiful way, you know, so many people collect items, snow globes, this and that when they're traveling <laughs> and to take a book, a book that you can always remember the trip with, use it as a learning tool and a physical reminder right there on your shelf. So beautiful. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now we I try to buy books that are specific to that region, not just any book that's on the shelf, but something that would remind you of that area. For example, we went to the Northeast on a trip last year and well, year before last now. And it was such a lovely time. It was the fall weather. We went apple picking, went to farms. And so we got a book about making apple cider from apples. And so it was really specific to that area to remind us of the exact things we did on that trip, which makes it really special to go back and reread. Beautiful. And again, a, a wonderful reminder for all of us at, at no matter what age we are, how books can be part of the exploratory journey. And then when you bring them home and have them on your shelf, you get to relive that adventure all over again by looking in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question about your about your account. Now we've looked at one of your 
favorite posts, one of your favorite offerings, what is one that might not have, one that was maybe your greatest learning experience in creating Story Basket? Okay, I let me think about that one first. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have to again go back and remember what what we've done here. Um, you know, we do a lot of picture books that people have sent us that maybe are authors that have self-published, and those are usually such a you know a hit between my son and other others as well. Um, I'm trying to think one that would not have gone over as well. Um, that's a tough question. Well, that actually tells me everything. Well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's just me. But um, no, I think they, they've all done pretty well. I think there are definitely some that have done better than others. Um, I think when we set up like a beautiful space for a child and they're more drawn to it, those are going to do way better than something that you can tell has been put together in haste without having them in the back of your mind as, as you're creating it. Absolutely. And I think you can tell that by looking at story baskets that you did, that there's a very mindful approach and you set it out so that parents can actually, you've put in the thought, you've put in the effort, you've done the research, you have the education in it. And so now what you're offering to parents is almost a ready-made packet that they can follow, much Correct. like a recipe. Yes, absolutely. I, and, and I will say, it, based on your child's age, because we do a lot of sensory play, there are small items involved. So you have to always be with your child and supervising them and be ready to get messy because a two-year-old and a tray of rice or beans or whatever it is in your sensory bin is not going to stay in that tray for, for too long. So you have to give yourself grace and give your child some grace as well that you're going to get messy and play and learn and enjoy it together. And make cleanup part of the togetherness too, I've found, right? That absolutely. the clean absolutely that we teach our kids responsibility by helping them be part of the cleanup, even yes. in tiny ways. Yes. So I think that's fabulous. Um, is there anything else you would like listeners to take away? Any key pieces? So I think I have this favorite quote and it's up on my website, but it's by Ben Franklin. I'm sure you've heard it before, but it's tell me and I forget, teach me and I may remember and involve me and I will learn. And I think that is the key component to everything we do at Story Baskets, involving your child and giving them those opportunities to have those hands-on learning experiences is really crucial for their cognitive development and, and just growing personally as well. And I love that quote. It happens to be one of my favorites because awesome. it is so true. No matter our age, the more we're involved, instead of being, you know, the recipient of information, when we engage, when we are actively engaged, it changes everything. Absolutely. It does, whether we're cooking or, you know, playing a game with family members, so much different than if we're just passive receivers of something. Exactly. That's where the learning is, is in the engagement. Ah, so lovely. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Alicia. It has been such a pleasure to share time with you. Where can our listeners find you? Well, thank you so much for having me. The listeners can find me either over on Instagram. My handle is at story.baskets. 
and there you'll find all those lovely posts of different books paired with different activities for your child. You can also head over to our website, which is www.storybaskets.com. And we have some different blog posts up, an introduction of me to get to know me better. And we also just recently launched our shop page where you can buy pre-made activity kits and a book that goes along with it. It's all thematic learning put together, research-based, lots of thought and energy put into them for you to be able to buy a kit and have all that ready for you so you don't have to put in the time yourself. And right now we have a couple of kits up and we've got some more inventory coming in and more will be out very soon. Could you repeat that site again for me, Alicia? Absolutely. It's www.storybaskets.com. Storybaskets.com and Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A. And her last name is Godfrey, G-O-D-F-R-E-Y. Thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you, Dr. Carla. It was really nice to talk with you today. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familia's Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. And when you're ready for that next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you'd choose a book from Familia's Publishing. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. We talk together, learn together, play, work, eat together. We laugh together, heal together, and we love forever when we read.